Hey guys, and welcome back to the Feenstra Zoo. My name is Spencer Feenstra, the host and creator of the zoo. I'm here just to talk to you about things that are on my mind and on my heart. I hope you'll enjoy the show. If you do, please check us out on all social medias at The Feenstra Zoo. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, I just want to take a minute here to talk about Anchor. If you don't know what Anchor is, it is where I actually make my podcast. It is the easiest way to get started in podcasting. They've made everything super simple. They have recording software right on their app or online as well. They distribute your podcast for you. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere almost anywhere that you can listen to a podcast. These guys have spread my name out there for me. They made it super simple. You can record right to the app or online. You guys, if, you, if you're even remotely interested in starting a podcast, this is the way to go. Okay, go to anchor.fm. So that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. And you can get started. Here's the cool thing. You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. You don't have to have your name out there with 100,000 people before you can start making money. They've actually sponsored me to put the spot in here. And guess what? I'm making a couple bucks. It's turning this from a hobby into a potential career for me. So if you care to, if you're interested at all, Go to anchor.fm or download the Anchor app to get started. Good day, podcast family, and welcome back to another episode of the Fiendstra Zoo. Um, you'll have to forgive the background noise that you're probably hearing. Um, that is my family downstairs listening, or watching rather, um, the Santa Claus 2 movie. Um, my house is definitely full swing Christmas right now. Um, so for those of you who are going to send me hate for being decorated and watching Christmas movies already, well, that's too bad. I'm loving it. This week, we are taking a step back. We're going to relook at episode two, Rhythms and Boundaries. I'm calling this one Rhythms and Boundaries Take Two. There will likely be more because there's a lot to unpack in this topic here. Um, I got some really great feedback and some great questions after I released this episode. Um, and a bunch of people asking for just more, to go deeper. So that is what a lot of this is focused on. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm honored that so many of you guys are listening to me, um, and not just using me for background noise. Um, honestly, it scares me a little bit how much, um, response I've gotten and how much, um, I can see the analytics, how many people are actually listening to me. So it's super cool. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to me. And uh, without further ado, let's jump into it. All right, 
Story time, folks. The year was 2015. I'm not going to do that. The year was 2015. It was mid-May, and Shalane and I did not know it yet, but we were about to meet our first gift of a child. Shalane had been on medical leave for a little bit um, from her work already, and I was working at a local bike shop as a salesman and mechanic. We were both young. We were both very naive. We both thought that we knew what we were doing. We both thought that we knew what we were going to be doing and how to do it all. We were just going about our daily lives. At work during the day and nothing but one-on-one time at night. Life was good. We had finished our nursery and we had finished filling our house with things that we never used and plenty more that we still use to this day five years later. Our life It was simple. It was good. Not without struggle, but still simple. Shulane called me at work, and forever our lives were changed. Welcome, Tinsley, to this world. Suddenly it hit me. Now, I'm not just Spencer. I'm a father. That was a scary, exciting, and very powerful shift in personality for me. But it also meant that evenings alone with my wife, they were over. A simple shift in work hours had nothing on this lifestyle change. It threw our rhythms out the window. That is, in fact, until we learned how to balance. We learned how to balance Tinsley in our lives so that we were not just parents. We were a husband and wife before we were mom and dad. That's right. My spouse comes before my children. Don't get me wrong. My kids are at the top of my priority list. Well, they're number three. They come behind God and they come behind my wife. Having a child was a shock to everything, especially my rhythms with Shalane. All the time I had with her, all the time that I took for granted, was now filled with breastfeeding, dirty diapers, and learning how to burp or even hold a child properly. It was around this time that we started to develop our cup analogy. If you remember the cup analogy from the first episode there, or second episode. Um, At this time, there was only two cups. There was me, and there was us. Now, it's more like six cups. And actually, I was asked to go deeper on these, so here we go. Alright, so cup number one, my spouse. This is my time with Shalane, making sure that we're on the same page, feeling connected, and have the time and touch we need for each other, be it with a card game or real intimate time. Cup number two, my extended family. This one can be a lot trickier, especially now with the pandemic. It used to be incredibly simplistic. Just make sure we did dinner with our parents, or make sure that we hit as many hockey games as we could. Now, it's more like scheduled game nights over FaceTime, or somehow we stay inside our safety bubble, we video chat, or we sit out at a park, but 
far enough away from each other that we can't actually touch or in, in some cases barely hear each other. But right now FaceTime and Zoom are a huge blessing on our family. Um, we're already spread out all over this continent so we're kind of used to it but this pandemic has made filling this cup very difficult. Cup number three, this is my outside or grounding time. Luckily, this one hasn't changed much. We all need vitamin D or sunshine, and Shalane and I live on Vancouver Island out here on the west coast of Canada, so some of the most stunning views in this whole country are literally in my backyard. And it's important that we get out and explore our island. Um, we clear our heads by getting outside, um, getting out of our daily routine and soaking up some sunshine. Or if you've been to the west coast or seen it during the winter, you know it's more like gray and rainy. But hey, it's just water. So we still need to break routine and get outside. We call this our grounding time. Cup number four is my kids. I need time with my children, all four of them. Uh, my two biological and my two extras, if you remember them from episode one. Be it with daily story time, bedtime routines, or snuggles, or more dedicated time, taking time with them one-on-one, -on -one, daddy daughter or daddy son dates. Um, if you've never done that, do it. Take one of your kids out at a time and give them intentional one-on-one -on -one time. Go shopping for mom for Christmas or dad for Christmas and just really date your children. It's so worth it. Or the whole family taking time with all four kids and Shalane to go on adventures, hikes, um, go out in our city, hit a hobby farm or a petting zoo. Um, this time is so good and it fills us with love and joy cup number five um, the hardest cup to fill as a parent me time um, it is tough to fill this cup especially with four kids and a wife um, if I truly want personal time it happens between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. Not the healthiest of things to do, not the healthy routine to keep. But after Shalane is asleep and before my first alarm goes off, that's my me time. And to be honest, as Shalane and I have grown together and we're sharing more of our lives together um, through principle of sharing, um, this time has been smaller it's not needed as much still incredibly important but just a little less frequent so maybe a smaller cup to fill i guess and cup number six productivity life can't be just fun and games so we need to make sure our home is in physical physically great order as much as metaphorically although I don't crave to fill this cup so much. Um, chores and renos, they have to happen, but quite often don't really want them to happen. Alright, so let's skip ahead a little bit in our story. Tinsley is about a year and a half at this point. 
and Shalane and I had not been on a real date in quite some time. Shalane and I had learned a few more of our cups, not all of them yet, but identifying them was not enough. However helpful it is to know your problems, you need the tools and proper teaching as to how to fix them. Proper and intentional steps to make our lives better. This is where we started making our rhythms. Let's start with morning coffee. This is not just a heavenly nectar of go-go juice or magical bean water that makes us go. This is also the planning phase for our day, where Shalene and I can figure out what we need out of that day. And let me expand on some of this. Um, rhythms like church every Sunday. This is more than just the act of going to a building. Because for almost a year now, we haven't had a building to go to. This is more about observing the Sabbath, taking a day of rest, no work, no shop talk, like bills or business problems to solve, just restful togetherness as a family. Like no phones after 9pm. This one is huge, and also a bit harder than I'm willing to admit. Technology is distracting, and it's addictive, and it's a huge obstacle to a rewarding connection right in front of me. My family. If you don't believe me, try it. Take three hours at the end of your day and turn your phone off. And be 100% attentive to your spouse and your children. How many times do you think your pocket will vibrate? even without your phone being turned on. Spoiler alert, it's a lot. How about a fun one? Husbands, date your wives. Wives, date your husbands. I'm serious. Bring flowers, get dressed up, make an event of it. At least once a month, take some time one-on-one -on -one as a couple. As a father, I know how hard it is, but it needs to happen. This is a need in a relationship, not a want. Your spouse needs to be pursued in order to keep the flame of love alive. And a date, as much fun as it is to get dressed up and bring flowers and chocolates and do the whole nine, it can be much simpler than this. Get takeout fast food and picnic in the living room. Put a blanket out on the floor, put on a movie, or better yet, just picnic one-on-one, -on -one, everything turned off, and just give your wife or your husband some intentional time. Be in the moment. Remember, that's what it's all about. Intentional time, not how much you spent on the date. Now, these rhythms, they've helped out Shalane and I a lot. They help us keep our focus on on each other, um, keep our focus on our lives. It helps us remember our priorities. Start at God, then spouse, then children, then everything else. It's important to remember, especially as parents, that how we treat our spouse is how our children see how they're supposed to treat their future spouse. 
how they should be um, expecting to be treated by their spouse. In saying that, these rhythms keep us on that focus, um, or these rhythms keeping us on that focus is not a complete picture. It's more like a foundation point. What I will say, um, starting these lists back in the day, I never gave them their due credit. I likened them to a get-rich-quick scheme. Um, a do this and instant happiness will happen. Now, it's more like a long-term investment. We put $15 in now, and in 15 years, we cash out with $15 million. Here's the key. Talk about it. Communication will make your relationship successful. Make time to talk about it. Identify some of your rhythms. Identify some of your problems. Write them down. Start with some of your non-negotiables, your boundaries, your guardrails. Speaking of boundaries, I got more questions about them than anything. So let me start that off as well. Like I said before, take some time, set these in stone, have the long conversations to create these with your spouse. These safety rails need to be set. They will protect you so you can't get close to the danger zone. They shouldn't be put right at the line. They should be taken a couple steps back. That way there's no chance of flirting with danger. Communication, like I said, is key to make sure you're both on the same page with these. Before I go deeper into Shalane and I's boundaries, I wanted to clarify something. Over time, you may need to change your boundary lines. I got several comments about how I contradicted myself. However, this is not the case. What I meant was, or when I said that, was that your needs in a relationship might change. Like, if one of my rules, um, call, let's, let's look at no phones after 9 p.m. Okay, if one of these rules isn't working, like I'm still feeling disconnected and not getting enough intentional time with Shalane, we can sit down and talk about what needs to change. We might need to shift our phone off time to 8 p.m. instead. And that's why I said boundaries can change, but it's more likely they get added to or better defined. On the flip side, maybe you set one and it didn't work for what you intended. Maybe you seal Shalane and I's rule about no shop talk on Sundays. So this is no work, no bills, no budgeting, etc. Um, this is the respect the Sabbath day. But if this is your only time to discuss these and you find yourself slipping on stewarding your finances, you might need to get rid of this rule, and you, you'll need to talk about it on Sunday. But communication is key to setting these. Alright, so boundaries. Here we have spent the best part of, of seven years figuring out what our boundaries are. What work for us, maybe... You can steal ours and be a good starting point for you to build off of. But without further ado, here we go. 
Number one, never talk bad about each other, especially in public places or on social media. First off, it's just bad taste. And if you have a problem, it needs to be worked out together. Always remember that it's you and your spouse versus the problem, not each other. Also, when you talk bad about each other, it's a dividing point. It makes you create an exit strategy, even if it's just in your subconscious. It's not okay. It allows footholds for other problems in your relationship. If you have a problem, you talk to your spouse about it, not your best friend, and certainly not social media. Number two, remove words like always and never when you're in a dis disagreement. These words are only used to accuse the other person, and I promise you, they will not help you solve a problem. Number three, never withhold sex. I'm not saying never take a night off. I'm saying it's not a bargaining tool, and it's not a weapon to wield in a marriage. Sex is a precious gift from God, and so much more than procreation. This is a reward for being in a relationship that is ordained by God. Moving on, resist being alone with someone of the opposite gender. This is so much more than just trusting my wife, because I do. I trust Shalane 100%. But this one is more about being held above question so that we never have the option to question the intentions of the other person or anyone else around. I've got some friends who I trust with my life, but I won't let them be alone with my wife. I don't want to have that question. I don't want to have that fleeting thought of, hmm, I wonder, because again, it's a dividing point. I know we've talked about this one a lot, but it's a big one. No phones after 9 o'clock in my home. This one came around because both Shalane and I were addicted to our phones. And it needed, it needed to go. We needed to find more intentional time with each other. Technology in general is a crushing force on passion and intimacy in relationships. And... It needs to be actively worked against. If you don't think about it, you're on your phone until you're asleep. And so, no phones after 9 o'clock. Next one here, don't compare our relationship to someone else's. There are a few points I want to make here. First, you are unique. You are unique from anyone else. And you and your partner don't share the same story to anyone else. So you can't say that you should be where someone else is currently. Second, we usually don't compare ourselves to the actual real person. We compare ourselves to that polished Instagram feed. And it's just not fair to compare yourself like this. Third, we need to remember that someone else's story or someone else's successes 
don't make us a failure, especially in a relationship. You're not playing the same game as someone else. You're not even playing in the same league as someone else's relationship. Stop comparing baseball to hockey. It's not the same game. Hockey is better. Fourth, on social media, these couples don't post what they're actually going through behind closed doors. So yes, maybe they bought a house. But maybe they're not happy together. We don't know. So please, stop comparing yourselves to other couples. Next one here. Do not sleep on the couch because one of us is mad. This is another point of division. This says that it's Shalane versus Spencer in an argument, not us versus the problem. And if only one of you wins in an argument, you both lost. If you don't come together with your spouse and find a common solution to the problem, that issue is going to come back around, and it's won this round. And if you're still so mad that one of you has to go sleep on a couch, there is still a conversation to be had. So go make a pot of coffee and settle in for a hard, long talk. Next one here, no shop talk on Sundays. Now, I've touched a bit on this already, but, you know, it's important, so I'm going to keep going. This Sundays is a day of rest. It's about taking intentional rest one day a week. This will change your life. This will change your relationship. It's a moment of mental, physical, and spiritual rejuvenation. I'm not saying be a bump on a log and just sit there in your easy chair all day. I'm saying take this time to turn off the stress. Take a moment from the hustle and the hurry. No bills, no budgeting, no social media, fear-mongering. Take this time with your spouse and your family and enjoy the day. Be in the moment. Be present. Enjoy the Sabbath day. And if you need help understanding the hurry and the hustle and how to overcome it, there are two amazing books to pick up Honestly, they're amazing books. You should have them on your bookshelf anyway. Um, the first one is To Hell with the Hustle. The second one is The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. One's by John Mark Comer. One's by Jeff Bethke. Incredible books. They're must-haves. Please pick them up. I wish I was sponsored by them or something. Maybe one day, but I'm too small for that now. Um, so there it is. Shalane and I's non-negotiables our guidelines, or rules, or boundaries, or whatever you call them. These has, they've helped us stay away from conflict and some stress in our relationship. And I'm not saying that stress and conflict never happen, but these have protected us from even more. I mean, there's no way to avoid conflict in a relationship. When it boils down, we are two imperfect people bound together for life. There's going to be some bumps in the road, but these are guardrails to help us stay away from the cliff. They keep us safe in this crazy world. And, I mean, the world's not getting any more sane. So, isn't some safety net something a little comforting to think about? 
All right. So here we sit almost seven years into this crazy relationship we call a marriage. Our boundaries are pretty well defined. Our rhythms are ever changing, but give us some some peace knowing there's a few things that never change. Um, anyway, I, I hope that this deeper dive um, has helped you or maybe gave you something to think about. I still challenge you to sit down, write some boundaries out, pen some rhythms down, identify where you're at. Really make a list of your boundaries, your non-negotiables with your spouse. They need to be done. Keep them somewhere where you can refer to them often. I won't say daily because that might be unrealistic, but often. Shalane and I taped ours to our kitchen cabinet and just seeing them, we've got a couple of Bible verses on sticky notes on our cabinets and next to our boundaries. And they just, they give me some peace knowing that I have some safety in this world. Um, all right, I'm going to leave it with that. A challenge to write out some boundaries for you and your spouse. And I love hearing from you guys. Please send me some more responses, some questions, or even something you'd like my opinion on. Uh, I mean, I'm not an expert. I'm not a master. i barely college educated. Um, but please send them my way. I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, anyway, thank you again so much for joining me here at the Feenstra Zoo. Um, see you again next time for coffee. God bless.